Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fatherhood Brotherhood podcast. For those that don't know, my name is Hannah and thank you so much for joining. I'm super excited to have you here this week listening to this podcast. This is something that's incredibly close to my heart and this week I was joined by Jessie Hurura. For those that don't know, Jessie is an incredible human that who is raising awareness right now for miscarriage, stillbirth, and all of those unbelievably sad things that happen. In this podcast, you will hear um, quite a few stories, including my own story of miscarriage. So I really just wanted to put a trigger warning in front of the podcast. So please listen at your own judgment. So please do not listen if you are not comfortable Right, let's get into it. What has been your favourite year so far and why? Um, favourite year? I reckon it would have to be probably, probably this year. Even though it's been um, really challenging, um, not only for myself, but everyone you know around us COVID-wise. Um, yeah, I think this year has been pretty exciting, actually, even though there's been some ups and downs. Um, definitely been... A learning curve and um, growing for myself, I think. Fair enough. That's good. Yeah. Um, so you and your partner are yep. pregnant currently. Yes. When were you due? So um, original dates due was in March, um, but because there's some um, internal, I guess, internal concerns happening in regards to her placenta and where it's at. Um, okay. They're going to bring that forward to hopefully get her to the 37 weeks. Uh, okay. So it'll be around the February, Feb, um, Feb time next year. Yeah. Um, a little bit earlier than expected, but um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Really excited. Yeah. Pump for it's three it. weeks early. You'll yeah. Be, at that point, you'll just be like, hurry up. Or I know she will, but you'll be like, hurry up. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> we're getting to that point now. So um, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. Very exciting. I don't know if you saw, but um, on, on my socials, we did like a gender reveal. Yeah, I saw that. I watched it the other so day. So funny, you got to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I jumped off the balcony pretty much when I found out it was a girl. Yeah, I'm so jealous that you're having a girl as well because I've got two boys and always wanted a girl. Yeah, exciting okay. times ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how's the pregnancy going so far like are you finding it a struggle or anything like that um like there is there's always I guess especially coming back um off the back of a, like a miscarriage um I think there's always that sense of like anxiety and um you know if there's something going to happen or if something's going to go wrong um so there's always that type of anxiety around especially for my partner um and the appointments that we have to go to it's kind of like oh you know, what's the news going to be like? Because we've had a bit of a traumatic, traumatic experience previous to this. Um, yeah, it's that that anxiety is still there. Um, so I think um, you know from that experience, we've learned to um, you know that we are a strong couple. Um, I think that's really important to get through you know real testing times like this, um, knowing that we got each other's back and 
be able just to support each other um, through that as well. So it's been um, it's been a journey, but everything's gone really well. Baby girl's going well. Mum's um, going really well. Um, both love their food just like I do. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's always eating going on, and um, yeah, everything's going well so far. That's really cool. That's really good to hear. Yeah, thank you. So talk to us about Pink Elephant and why it's so important to you. Yeah, so Pink Elephant Supports um, Network. So when we experienced the miscarriage um, earlier this year, it was quite traumatic. And that news, um, you know, hearing those words, I'm so sorry, but I can't find a heartbeat or I can't, um, there's no heartbeat. That was really damaging for both of us. Um, and like what happens then is like the doctor explains the process and, you know, procedure that happens uh, post that, that session, I guess. Um, surgery was involved, which involved like DNC. And then he gave us all these resources, um, like support wires, who we can um, contact, like for counseling and all that kind of stuff. And um, Pink Elephant Support Network brochure, um, you know, that, that caught our eye. It's, um, it's pink, it's got some good color to it. So, you know, we, we looked through we looked through the resource and um, ended up going on their website and um, checking out their resources. Australia, um, Australia-owned organisation um, and it had some really great resources in it in terms of like counselling um, groups, referrals, um, where you can um, get additional support for, you know, both mum and dad. Um, so my partner is, uh, she's in a support group, I think it's on Facebook, um, where all these families and couples, are mainly females, they um, sort of have their own group where they can talk openly and um, in a safe place uh, in regard to like, all things pregnancy, prior, during, after. And that covers pretty much everything. Um, yeah, and everyone's really helpful on there, um, as my partner you know, has explained, and it's really helpful for her. And it puts, puts some questions at ease and, you know, like worry and anxiety and what's going to happen because a lot of the people in that, that group they um, really support each other and there's always someone in that group that um, has been through something or has a good advice, um, I guess, moving forward. Um, and because of all that stuff, you know, I decided to um, utilise the Pink Elephant Support Network um, and organisation to start my own fundraiser um, where all funds I raise go directly to the organisation. Um, and the reason for that, because because it was, we had a miscarriage, um, that was the first pretty much service we approached and um, looked into. And it's been really helpful um, for me, but mainly my partner, uh, and sort of helped put some, you know, some of her worry and anxiety at some ease. Um, so I decided to start this fundraiser for him. So I felt like I really needed to step up and do something. And so I linked it in with um, their donation page and started my own donation page in their um, their website. Um, and it was a 24, I ended up making like a 24 hour challenge walking from the Blue Mountains at my joint in Yellow Rock to Bondi Beach um, because our baby's due date um, on that, you know, we, we experienced that that heartache with was due on the 12th of November this year. 
so that's when I um I start, that's, that's the reason why I started that with the Pink Elephants um, support network. So they're really, I guess they're really close to their hearts and um, they provided us so much um, comfort over the last, I think it was the last six or so months. Uh, they're really important business and organisation to us and, and along with, you know, so many couples and families out there who've experienced um, similar similar things and, you know, even worse than us. So, um, yeah, they, they were really important to us. And in saying that, ended up raising um, the true numbers on the website say uh, $4,681 wow. and that goes directly to Pink Elephant Support um, Network and organisation um, but I, I do know that there's quite a few of our friends and family and other people that heard of our um, what we're doing what we're raising awareness for and donated directly to their, um, their website so it's well over the five grand mark um, wow. as of as of today and that's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's crazy numbers amazing um i only had about four weeks to organize all this um and the amount of people that you know we've we've connected with people that have donated so on the books on the website with my donation page um it says there's 82 supporters that donated wow um, that's huge numbers, I reckon. That's mm -hmm. massive numbers for, you know, for the cause and for the organisation, and for other couples that are, you know, I know it's quite a sensitive topic, and there are families out there that aren't, um, you know, that aren't as, I guess, uh, blessed as we are. So we're quite, um, we're aware of that, and you know, uh, we're always thinking of them guys as well, and we're sending a lot of blessings out to them as well. Um, so yeah, that's. That's pretty much why it's so important to us because they help raise awareness. They're the first guys to, um, you know, that we really done some research into and we found, we found them really helpful, really helpful. And they've also reached out a number of times um, in, you know, in support of us and sending us email, um, emails and messages and, um, yeah, connecting with us as well. And, um, yeah, we're really grateful for them and everyone that was involved. That's awesome. That's so good to hear. Yeah, there's crazy numbers and um, you wouldn't believe what countries we reached um, on that day. Um, wow. I've got a list here if you want to hear them. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Germany. Wow. We reached UK. Uh, that includes um, Paris. We reached South Africa. Uh, we reached New Zealand. We reached the Cook Islands. Um, what else did we reach? Mexico, wow, Philippines, and all in all states across Australia. Wow. Um, so there's quite a few people that heard about us and what we're doing. I was getting messages like all day um, while I was walking, um, even leading up to it and after and during, uh, during and after, from you know people I haven't spoke to for a long time, um, still friends, but um, you know just. That's, they saw what we're doing and the reasons why we're doing it and um, sending our love and even sharing their experiences with us. Um, so, yeah, we've reached some, you know, some amazing places and just really impressed by, um, you know, everyone's support uh, throughout that time. That's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, so tell us about your walk from the Blue Mountains to Bondi. That must yeah. have been 
it, yeah, it sounds a little bit crazy when you put it like that. <laughs> but um, I, we got quite a few funny looks along the way. Um, you know, there's this one fella in Blacksland up in the mountains. We were walking through the shops and we are just doing a bit of a changeover with strapping wires to a couple of the boys that were with me. Um, and this bloke comes up to us and goes, what are you fellas doing? Like, ah, oh, you know, we're just walking from the Blue Mountains from my place, the Yellow Rock, to um, Fondo Beach, yeah. And he's like, um, what? You, you're walking from the Blue Mountains to Bondi Beach? Oh, yeah, yeah, from Yellow Rock. And he just shook his head and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, mate. Um, but, yeah, the, the walk, it was, yeah, it was, it was a pretty, pretty enduring walk. Um, it was... We are kind of lucky with the weather because the morning of uh, the walk is bucketing down up our, up our way, absolutely bucketing down. We had all our wet weather gear ready to go, but we we're sort of dreading it. Well, I was like, oh man, it's bucketing down. What am I going to do? We were like drenched the whole time. And then literally five minutes before we left, um, it just like, it just cleared up. No rain. It was just, um, it was just nice and warm pretty much the whole way so we're kind of lucky that it wasn't too wet and it wasn't like 35 40 degrees um literally we should be in summer pretty much now yeah so we're quite lucky um so i had i had two fellas start with me um marsh one of my closest mates and his brother as well um and marshy's done marsh had done quite a bit of training uh, involved so we're doing our own sort of training. I was doing like um, upper body stuff and at the gym and all that kind of stuff and doing our endurance training. And so was Marsh. I think um, Regan, his brother, he'd done a little bit as well. So all the prep for it um, yeah, was quite important and nutrition as well. That played a huge role in um, me being able to get there quite comfortably. Um, yeah, so we set off from my place in Yellow Rock, headed down to like down through the mountains there's so many it's gonna sound silly but there's so many damn hills around the area <laughs> which i didn't i didn't like calculate properly at the time so all our checkpoints were like two out two hours out because oh wow yeah well, i live in the mountains but i didn't care like i didn't account for all the hills that would have to go up and down so silly me but um we made it in the end um we made there's quite a few pit stops along the way uh, so we had some really good checkpoint crew, um, including my partner, my sister and her hubby and her two little kids, um, my mate Marshy's two little kids, um, his mother-in-law, his partner, and then a couple of my other close friends as well and a few work colleagues. Um, so they helped us out at each checkpoint where they just topped us up with, um, you know, like water, uh, like Powerade type, type fluids, um, our snack foods, our lunches, um, and pretty much everything that we really needed in order to make it through the day without um, ending up in hospital. Fair yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, and we just made our way through all those checkpoints. Um, and then there was a few others that joined us um, from another destination over at Arndale Park, which is like Blacktown, Western City. Had two, two friends join the ride through there. Um, and then another one of my mates trekked it from 
not tricked it, sorry. He came from the city to Blacktown area just to um uh just to support us and say good day to us and check in on us. Yeah, so that's yeah, we're really grateful for that. We're grateful for everyone who's um, you know, who's involved. If we if we didn't have those people on board of us, um, yeah, it would have been a bit a lot harder uh to get through, especially if we didn't have like, you know, our food, our water, our hydration stuff. Um yeah, and then we just made it, you know, we 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 made it all the way through city and then um finally to Bondi. Um yeah, it was it was a long journey. A long, long journey. Some people run that distance. We I think we walked, we covered about 105 Ks according to my um my tracker. But um some people run that like marathon. <laughs> Makes us look like babies. <laughs> uh but yeah, it was amazing. It was an amazing journey. How did you feel afterwards? I bet you would have felt so incredible after. I felt relieved. I was just really like, have you ever been to Bondi? No. Oh, no. yes. Yeah. Once. Yeah. So everything like goes downhill and then mm. hit the beach. So as soon as I got up the top and I knew that the end was down there, like I started to get really, like, really emotional because of the day. It's quite a significant significant day and just the yeah. support that we had knowing that my partner and my family and all our friends are going to be down there to greet us and just completing it just complete it and as soon as like we started getting down there i was getting really hypo like i just wanted to run down there <laughs> i was getting super excited and the other the other two that were with me they're they're excited but they just wanted it to end <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> done, yeah, they done an amazing job though. All my crew done an amazing job. Um, it was just a massive sense of relief that that we made it safely uh, without any like serious injuries or you know anything like that. Um, and all these emotions just started flowing through us. Um, yeah, it was a great feeling. That's awesome. How long did it actually take you to to finish it? Yeah, so um, if we include like the checkpoint breaks and our, um, you know, like lunch breaks and change your clothes breaks, the whole thing was about 26 hours, but walking time, um, walking time was about 24 hours, maybe just a bit over. Wow. Yeah, so we didn't, yeah, we didn't, um, we didn't stop and have a nap or anything like that. It was just quick stops most of the time, do a strapping um you know if we needed medication or you know painkillers or deep heat all that kind of stuff it was just a quick sort of changeover there were like two or three breaks where around like 20 minutes half hour or so other than that we're just on the move on the move so yeah it was an awesome journey afterwards um afterwards i was pretty sore (laughs) all pretty sore yeah, well, pretty sore. I wanted to go for a swim, but like, it was so far. <laughs> like, we were on the grass area and the sand area is quite a distance away. So, um, yeah, I was sore. Well, I wasn't too tired at the start, but then when we started to eat and, you know, sit down and really process everything that we had just done in the last 24 hours, like, we were like, we're days to wear out. Like, I, I lay down and just hung out with my nephew for a lot of it. And, um, <laughs> Poor kid, he was talking to me or something like that, and I fell asleep. <laughs> but he's just like shaking me, Uncle, Uncle, why are you sleeping? 
yeah. I got up. I was like, oh, better go have a shower. But um, yeah, I felt amazing afterwards. Just like a, that's one of the biggest things I've ever done. Um, Event-wise, endurance-wise, all of it. I've never done anything like it. And it's not going to be my last either. Oh, got more no. plans for more? Yeah, I just, yeah, more to come. It's going to be a lot bigger than that one. Amazing. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be fun. All right. Um, so you asked to share some stories from some other friends of yours. Yeah. Would you like to go ahead and do that? Yeah, if I could, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I'll just, this is um, a story I'm going to share. It's on behalf of uh, a couple of my best friends, Dane McCleavy and Ali McCleavy, who live in South Australia. <laughs> Thanks for allowing me to share um, your guys' story and trusting me with, um, with the information you provided me and, you know, allowing me to um, help you guys raise awareness for everyone else who's out there might be experiencing um, similar similar situation um so dan and ellie um they they first fell pregnant um after they got married um wasn't until 11 weeks uh scanned that baby showed up and stopped growing around the seven uh, seven week mark um so it was a missed miscarriage is what they say um so i ended up with a dnc where they this is quite graphic so you might have to um that's why i'll put a trigger warning towards yeah um, so DNC, where they go inside and you know they remove, remove everything, just yeah, it's that's that's pretty bad in itself and um, quite traumatising for you know the partner, um, you know the, the the female and the partner as well, but mainly the female. Um, and then they fell pregnant a few months later, woo, which is called Rainbow Baby. Um, then there there were four early miscarriages before that. Um, then five or six weeks had passed. Um, and then, you know, after that experience, they conceived with a, another girl um, and they're blessed with a, a rainbow baby as well. Um, so they've been through some, like, it was a really rough time. Like, yeah, I, I think it was like four or five or six years that they'd been trying after the first one. Um, it's quite rough for them. And it is, you know, when I spoke to them, um, you could just tell that the, the stress and the anxiety and the worry, um, yeah, really affects them and it really affects the couples going through that. Um, so they, you know, they had tried all these fertility doctors prior to this, um, to the second child, all these fertility doctors, all these, um, you know, medications and for, uh, other types of treatment. And then, um, they, they fell they fell pregnant naturally um, with Cedar, uh, which is the second child, so the, the girl. So, um, yeah, that's part of their story. And um, they wanted me to share that, you know, they'd gone through such hard, troubling times and they just prevailed. And um, eventually they, you know, they were blessed with a, with a beautiful girl. Um, and they're going really well now at the moment as well. So if you're watching this, hello. Thanks for letting us share. <laughs> um, and then I've got another one from a friend of mine and his uh, partner. They live in the UK. Oh, wow. uh, yes. So he reached out to me 
while I was doing the walk. I was mid-walk, uh, about halfway, I think I was, um, in support of what we're doing. And he shared his story and I asked him if I could share it for him. And he said, absolutely share it. Um, so Shane Franklin and partner Annabelle, I uh, hope you're watching this and I hope you're listening. Um, thank you for allowing me to and trusting me to share your story. Uh, so they've been through so, so much in the last four years, um, trying two rounds of IVF, which only resulted in producing one unusable fertilised egg, uh, which each time failed. They were due last month to go and start a new round of IVF, IVF sorry, um, and they found out they were pregnant naturally. Um, and then they were over the moon, like they were over the moon excited and, and um, you know, really really excited for the journey ahead and then sadly at seven weeks Annabelle had a miscarriage of us on the plane um gone on holiday to Spain and um for, when he told me that on yeah I was nearly in tears I was nearly in tears and I was like mid-walking while I was like reading it and I was trying to tie it to him tie it back to him and um yeah, it just really really hit a, like a real soft spot for me um getting a bit emotional now but yeah. You know, I spoke to him and really talked through, talked him through it, and um, just really thanked him for sharing and letting him know that you know the reason why I was myself and my team and my partner um, done the walk was because of people like him and ourselves. You know, is you don't walk alone. There's people there that are walking the same path or similar paths, and there is help out there. And um, you know, there's always someone that you can lean on and talk to, and it's um, you know don't. Try not to be afraid to talk about it, especially coming from a bloke. I'm sure there's a lot of blokes out there going like, "Why is this bloke talking about it? Why isn't you know? Why isn't there a girl talking about it?" Well, the question is, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Why can't a bloke talk about it? That's that's the question I have for those people out there who might be questioning why is a guy talking about it? Why not? That's my question to you. Um, I think if the more we talk about it, the same with mental health. The more we talk about those uncomfortable things, uh, do those uncomfortable things, um, the more we'll grow. And I really believe that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Really we confront things head on and, you know, just wear hearts on our sleeves. You'll, you'll smash that brick wall, you get through it and you'll grow from it. 100%. 100%. Um, and I guess i can put a message out there for everyone who's experienced it and still experiencing um you know difficulties falling pregnant i'm sending you lots of love and wishes and blessings from the blue mountains in sydney and we really hope that um you know your dreams come come true and you're blessed um so yeah that's awesome that was so good <laughs> thank you <laughs> I even got emotional when you shared those yeah. stories. Oh, I, think, I think, think I nearly teared up. <laughs> yeah, I was like very close to because it's yeah. it's a, such an emotional thing to to listen to as yeah, well. It is. It's yeah. hard to hear. Especially like, you know, people telling you about that. That's that's just a couple of people. Um Yeah, and there's, there's so many more stories. Yeah, and there's a there's another friend I should mention as well, um, uh, Liana Lena from Paris, one of our family friends. She reached out as well, and um, she shared her story with me, and I asked if I could, you know, sort of um, 
say it as well and spread you know spread some awareness around her story as well so she went through similar experience fell pregnant um and then had a miscarriage and then they tried again and then they're blessed with a rainbow baby um so you know it's times are hard and it's not always gonna be hard um i just yeah i'm just, I'm just sending all the love and blessings out to those who might be experiencing it what was it like for you and your partner going through a miscarriage? What were the emotions? And yeah, um, I guess for me, um, leading up to it, was a lot of excitement, obviously. Um, a lot of excitement. It's a mixture, like excitement, anxiety, emotions are up and down. Um, at the same time, there is a little bit of stress involved. Uh, because you, you still don't know. It's still early stages. The most exciting part, I reckon, or oh, I feel well, one of the most exciting parts is telling your friends and family. That's one of the hard, that's like one of the hardest like sort of secrets to hold, or like keep from them because we know that, you know, we're having a baby, but we can't tell anyone. Um, or, uh, what's the word? Like society says that we can't tell them until, what is it, 10, 12 weeks. Um, yeah, so we ended up telling everyone for, for our first one, for our angel, um, at around the eight-week eight, eight mark, I think. No, seven-week mark or something like that. I think it was seven-week. Um, we just couldn't contain our excitement. And unfortunately, like the week later, um, that's when we got the news. Um, so I guess like my partner's experience with it um i'm just going to read some notes so you might have to edit some of this part out um <laughs> so this is direct, directly from her like angel baby wise um she was excited she was excited um quickly filled with anxiety feeling unsure due to um, bleeding uh, complications with it and that's quite common um you don't know you know you don't know what's happening so as soon as you see you know as soon as you hear it's happening um oh shit I we got to go to the hospital or, you know, it's really, it's, I think it's a bit traumatic, I guess, for, for mainly the, the female and the partner um, going through that because it's uncertainty. Um, and then Angel was having some heart issues um, and it was just a massive roller coaster of emotions because we didn't know where, like what was happening. It's like, it's good news. And then the next time it's bad news. So there's a lot of scans leading into it. Um, I think the, like the, the other things that she really outlines is, um, like slowly working the grief, working through the grief together. Um, you know, there was things that were triggering us. Like we went out and bought, you know, a box full of clothes and toys and stuff like that. And, um, makes me get a bit emotional now, but like we had to put it away and, Sometimes we forget where forgot where we put it, and we'd open that drawer, and it was our angel's clothes. Um, there was a couple of times where I just like I couldn't do it. Like it was so upsetting. Um, I actually broke down once at a restaurant. Something like triggered triggered that bit of grief, um, and I just broke down like in the middle of a restaurant car park, just crying, crying my eyes out. Um, and that happened with her as well. Um, and then once, you know, once we had that, that horrific news uh, about um, baby not having a heartbeat, after that, 
even after that, there's a lot of anxiety around, you know, how, how are we going to, how's she going to fall pregnant? Um, had to wait a few, few weeks before we tried again. Um, even then, there was still a chance and there was a lot of anxiety and we're still dealing with grief. Um, even, I guess, uh, bits of like real deep sadness and depression as well. Um, just those really deep, sad feeling um, and like you've lost something. Um, yeah, so that was that was a really big thing for both of us as well. And then even with the pregnancy now, there's still that worry um, and anxiety, especially for Carly, um, like going to an appointment, like, oh, what's he going to say to us? Is, is it going to be good or is it going to be bad or is it going to be shattering news? Um, so there's still that little bits of grief that sort of go into um, into this pregnancy now. Yeah. Um, I have had a miscarriage before and it is one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah. Um, I, Me personally, I woke up, my husband was down in um, at his parents' house and I woke up, we were living with my mum and dad, this was a, a few years ago, um, mm. and I was in agony and I didn't know what was wrong and rushed to the bathroom and had just a massive basically clot yeah. and um I didn't even realize that I was pregnant and yeah. went to the um the doctor and she gave me a referral to go get an ultrasound the the lady that did the ultrasound didn't realize that I thought that I had miscarried and she mm. straight up said there's no baby here and I was like, oh, okay. Wow. I, I told her I, I think I've miscarried and she, white face, she obviously felt awful. Um, right. And, yeah, it was just the emotion that you go through. And even now it's been probably four or five years and it's mm. still extremely hard to talk about. Yeah, 100%. It stays with you. It stays with you and you you think about it all the time yeah yeah you could be right and thanks for sharing that it's really hard really hard stuff um well, my partner and i were only just talking about the other day like you know i wonder what you know wonder what our baby will look like or he or she if it's gonna be a boy or it's gonna be a girl um you know wonder what kind of personality is gonna have he or she is gonna have in like in the next year or so and um you know plus you from what you were saying, um, you still think about it. Yeah. It's something that sticks with you. It's got, it will stick with you forever. Uh, yeah. Because you always have that, you're going to have that thought in your mind, like, oh, what? Yeah, what wonder, if? yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, oh, I wonder what baby's going to look like or I wonder what he or she would be doing right about now. Um, you know, if it was a few years ago, what would he be doing? He or she would be doing. So um, yeah. that stuff sticks with you. And, um, I was talking to my partner and she, like her, her auntie experienced a um, very similar experience. Um, and she said the same thing. Uh, sometimes I think, you know, what would our child be doing? It'd probably be like 10, 10 or 11 right now. I wonder what that'd be like. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so, it's, it's common. It's very common and um, it sticks with you. Definitely yeah. sticks with you. Certainly does, and it's insane to think about it now. Mm. Like he or she would have been probably five, four, five. Yeah. And 
it's like what would they be like and it's just insane to think about having another child we have two having another one in the middle of those two yeah yeah, it's crazy to think, crazy to think in those, I guess, um, like the more we talk about that kind of stuff, um, the more, I guess, the less harder it will be. It's, it's always going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. It's always going to be hard. Yeah. But I think by talking about it and just being like, oh, you know, I wonder what, um, you know, what baby's going to be like, you know, what, what would he or she be doing? What would he or she's name be? I think if we if we talk about it a bit more, um, you know, um, the discussion around it will be might seem a bit more, um, I guess, more of a, a a good experience around it. By just talking about, you know, oh, I wonder what he looks like. He's got albinos or eyebrows, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It's a very, very hard situation and those things are very common. And um, overall, this this is like, it's a really sensitive topic, um, mm. especially when, you know, when you know there's there's people out there that are, who, are, um, who are having difficulty falling. Um, yeah, I can only imagine what they're, they're experiencing and going through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which actually brings me to the next question. Um, why do you think miscarriage awareness is so important? Um, for me personally and for my partner, um, I think this, the thing about, you know, just like the mental health side of things, talk about it um, and, you know, making people aware that it's very common. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, if you're strong enough to talk about it, we should, we should, we should talk about it. Um, whether you're a bloke and you're talking to it, talking about to another bloke or if you're a female and you're talking talking about it to you know one of your your bloke friends or whatever if you feel like you're strong enough and you want to confront it or or you're you know you're ready to talk about it then talk about it let's talk about it um only like i think a couple well it was only last week sorry um asked my dad because i heard that my mum had a miscarriage. My mum's not here yet. Um, you know, she passed away a few years, a few years ago. But I only found out that she had a miscarriage, so I asked my dad about it. I said, oh, yeah. He said that was, like, one of the most, like, um, hardest times for, like, my mum and him. And this happened in 1993. Mm. 1993 this happened, and I've only found out about it now. Mm. Like, if, if, we, if we talked about it, Back in 1993, yeah, I was probably like a baby or whatever, but, you know, we could we could have so much more awareness about it now in 2021. Um, so I think talking about it, um, even, you know, going to services like Pink Elephant Support Network and um, doing your own research about it, if you're not ready to talk about it, I think that's really important as well, especially for, you know, like the, the female, um, or your female partner, I should say, because their emotions and the bloke's emotions or like your partner's emotions are similar, but um, different different attachments to it, I think. Um, yeah, and I, I really feel like if we talk about, talk about it if we're strong enough, um, I 
think that's really important because like doing this doing this um challenge has like raised awareness everywhere pretty much um that i know of like the places i name i think that's really important because people that saw what we're doing and heard what we're doing they would have been having conversations about what we're doing and then sharing their experiences um so yeah i think that's really important talking about it talking about it so it's um not so comfortable absolutely 100 agree with you yeah so i think that's really important about. yeah important to talk about it because then you you don't feel so alone either you know yeah. you know that someone else has gone through the same thing and you can lean on each other and 100 percent. yep that's, that's when you start like feeding off each other and you really feel like you're um you're not alone yeah absolutely and like that that walk i done that proved that like people are alone like, like we weren't alone in it people were messaging me like during the day and like support in support of that sharing their experiences um yeah. and to me that you know not i, I didn't I wasn't too focused, like I wasn't really focused on the funding for it. I was more focused on the awareness and the reason why and um, our experience and how it might have um, you know, resonated with someone else and helped help them feel like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this. Um, yeah, and that walk was, you know, to prove that we walk together in this kind of stuff. You're not alone. Absolutely. All right, so we'll wrap up. but. Yep. Final question I have is, what advice would you give to for dads to be? Dads to be, good question. I like this question. Um, I think, I think really um, being strong, being strong for your partner, strong for yourself, um, being really aware of um, you know your partner, yourself. And your feelings um, leading into this um, as a as a father, and I think really getting rid of um, bad habits. I think really getting rid of bad habits and getting used to the thought of you you're gonna have you know you're gonna have someone relying on you twenty four seven. You're gonna have someone relying on you, so you know. Uh, um, going to the pub with your mates all the time after work or whatever, um, or, you know, going to the gym a few times a week and, you know, on a regular basis, it's, it's not really going to happen um, as much. And we just got to get used to um, being there for our partner at the drop of a hat um, and being there for especially your child. Um, and you got to make the real hard decisions um and prioritize families first family first absolutely so for people that want to find you um what yep. is your social media tag handle yep so it's um jesse underscore james underscore a r i k i or just look up jesse james harua h-a-u-r-u-a Perfect. So you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much awesome. for joining today. Love it that. Was that awesome. was awesome. First one, I did love it. Thanks yeah. for having me. So good. Awesome. <laughs> All right.
All right. So enjoy the rest of your night. I, I really appreciate you um, allowing me to come on and spreading the word. Yeah, it's an important topic. It has yeah. to be. It has to be talked about. Hopefully, it turns out alright and not so not too um, you know triggering for for people out there. Yeah. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for listening this week. I really appreciate it. Remember that if you do like listening to the podcast, I really would appreciate if you all jumped over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review. You have no idea how much it helps out. Until next week, thank you so much. Bye.